You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. This is not a shocking statement at all, but we live in a wide-ranging, vast world and country. Yeah. Because if you think about it, in some parts of the country, um, COVID is slow to be opening back up from, where masks are still predominant. And here in Texas, it's a little more Wild West. A little bit. (laughs) In some regards. But particularly what's interesting is, you know, our, we celebrated 28 years mm-hmm. uh, this past week. Thank you to all the view on the uh, platform at my.smrnation.com for wishing yep. us a happy anniversary. And part of our uh, time over the weekend was just a big, long road trip to Louisiana and back. And what was fascinating is on our drive home, we're cruising along down the highway and come upon roadkill. That's like, what is that? And it had to be a four or five foot long alligator yeah. that had been hit yeah. on the highway and was dead on the side of the road. You just don't see that. No, it was kind of cool to see. I wasn't sure where you were going with the whole COVID thing on that one. But um, yeah, that was that was interesting to see. That was a first for me. <laughs> I, I love the diversity and how each area has culture and... Wildlife. <laughs> that too. But I think that applies to how we deal with life, how we deal with marriage, because there's uniqueness in every situation because of the people, because of where you are, because of your upbringing, because of your values, your cultures, your character, all the different things make mm-hmm. up what our lives become, particularly our marriages and our sex life. Right. And that's kind of where we'll be heading today on just talking about how do we talk about some of these different things? Because here at Sexy Marriage Radio, that's what we try to do is frame conversations because they're hard to have sometimes. Yeah, they are. And they're hard to get started sometimes. So a lot of times our advice really boils down to just start talking and see what happens. As awkward as it can be. Because <laughs> you're already communicating anyway. But this is Sexy Marriage Radio, so we love to hear from you. Uh, and we want your questions. 214-702-9565. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. All the different platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can find us there. Ask questions there too. We're trying to interact as every everywhere we can to help make marriages better. And if you like what's going on, leave us a review and a comment on iTunes or Google Play mm-hmm. or Spotify, wherever it is you listen. Uh, thank you for listening because the nation helps make this whole thing go. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Mirrors Radio is a couple of your questions. We've already alluded to a little bit of the topic we'll be heading about, heading in the today, mm-hmm. and then our answers, and then on the extended content, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. We have a lengthy email that came in from a husband asking some specific questions on the idea of if our advice is to talk about these things and that kind of conversation, anytime it's instigated by him, is immediately shut down, what do I do? Good question. All that's coming up on today's show. So an email came in 
says, hello, Dr. Corey. I'm newly married and I have a question. My husband and I are on different sexual schedules, meaning I'm often keen at night, but he's spending time playing games on his computer and he's often wanting to be intimate in the mornings. But I start work early and I'm not in the mood at 6 a.m. with some reluctant exceptions. I am aware that he often masturbates after I leave for work. He then again feels, as far as I know, fulfilled for a few days. I ask him often if he's masturbated in the morning, and I know he hates it when I ask. I don't know what to do to get him to wait for me instead. Often, when we do get intimate, he doesn't finish because he's done so earlier in the day, and that makes me feel unattractive to him. Is it wrong that I ask him about his masturbation? What can I do to get him to want to sleep with me? I thought waiting for marriage would mean he would desire me often, but I'm the one with the higher desire, and I'm very frustrated. Which mm. I can completely understand. Right. When you're talking about different schedules and different practices that are going on yeah, that aren't being steered towards her. That right. That's because w- one of the things, just to start this conversation for this segment, um, everything you're doing communicates. Everything he's doing communicates. Mm-hmm. And so this has been the theme we've been going to regularly <laughs> over the last mm-hmm. several months of... What's actually being communicated, right? Right. That addressing what's present is what matters, not why can't we be on the same page? Right. And that's the best way to frame it to start our conversation. But then we need to get into the specific questions of, is it wrong that she's asking about, hey, are you masturbating regularly or not? And what do we do when we're on completely different uh, desire schedules? Mm -hmm. It sounds like they're both interested. But it's just timing. Yeah. Doesn't line up. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't think I wouldn't think it would be a bad thing to ask about no. masturbating. I mean, how would you respond to someone sitting in the chair in your office? If the husband and wife are sitting there. Uh, well, typically would, then would I go? would have the wife would be the one that's probably bringing the subject up. Well, it, it is here. Right? So. Well, I'm, I'm kind of now I'm picturing it. I'm visualizing it. Yeah. I would be watching him on how is he reacting to this being brought up in front of another party. Right. Because that's good clues to, okay, what's really going on? Or is this something that I'm not ashamed of this at all? It's something I choose to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I even realize there's an impact and I'm okay with that impact because now we're starting to deal with what's present. Right. Rather than if there's a shame based Ah, uh, yeah, you know, kind of feels caught. That's Doing a it in little secret. bit of different um, approach to ask some different kinds of questions to steer what's underneath all of that. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, what you're talking about is the impact of each person's desires or wants on the other and the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because her desire, and it's something that's pretty regular, uh, we've had with uh, conversations with people that we've known mm-hmm. uh, that have come to the getaway or uh, clients I've had in the past of, yeah, there's a lot of times where someone's arousal peak interest time is morning while they're married to someone that's evening. Right. And that just seems to be one of those weird little, why are we not the same kind of thing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> because it creates growth opportunities. Right? Yeah. Why aren't we the same on everything? Right. Yeah. So, so then it comes down to, okay, 
what are we agreeing upon with our process in the, in what we're trying to have happen? Mm-hmm. Because obviously in this instance, one is impacting the other. Mm-hmm. That what he chooses to do is impacting her. Where he chooses to steer his time is impacting her. And more and more, uh, video games seems to be one of those things, too, that are direct impacts on marriages. Yeah, we're getting a lot more um, emails, responses, but questions I'm, about that stuff. I'm going to venture the guess, though, that all this is is a changing of focus. There's still, throughout history, if a guy was spending his time on hobbies, working on stuff in the garage, you know, building things. And that's kind of where he loves spending his Mm -hmm. time. That's the same kind of principle as far as finite distract time Mm -hmm. away from steering towards a spouse. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't want to get on the harping of video game in this instance, okay? because I think that's there's some variances there, yes, but they're also interchangeable because we all have things that we do to make medicate, distract, escape, sure. pleasure, enjoy, whatever, sure. right? Because if it's not that, it's Facebook or Instagram or right, any kind of any of those. Find Sexy Marriage Radio, by the way, on those things. But, right, um, <laughs> right. But is it wrong for her to ask? No, because it's impacting her. Mm-hmm. I think maybe she could come up with some better ways to ask. Such as? Well, some of it would be, how do you kind of one fell swoop of, I'm interested in a little action tonight. Can you, can you join, you interested in joining me all the way through? Okay. Right? Because she interprets the times that he chooses to masturbate and then can't complete the orgasm cycle during a sexual encounter Mm -hmm. as something about her rather than, no, that just impacts her. Gotcha. You, you see, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you kind of catch that difference. Yeah, no, I'm following you. It, it's easy to, it's it's easy to read into it farther though. Of you're, you'd rather do it this way than with me. Right. Right. And and it's impacting me that you can't complete with me, but that. But that's even know, a cleaner way to phrase m- it. Multiple multiple meanings behind it. Sure, but that's even also a cleaner way to phrase it too. Of you would rather do this this way than with me. Mm-hmm. That's an impact statement. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime we're starting to talk about relational dynamics, where one person's actions or decisions impact you, that's what you've got to address, not their rationale why their undercurrent. What, what do you do all, you know, because you're just kinda... that they perform the act ever, right? I, I not lost... It's not that. It's not that, I mean, I may not have a problem with you masturbating at all. It's just that if it takes away from our time together. That's the impact. That's the impact. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of times when we get into these things, it's like, well, why do you do that? You know, because you're, we're trying to get into the symptoms and the, and the root rather than that's yours. Yeah. So. I want to address the fact that I want to do this with you and the fact that you still are doing that impacts me. Right. And it makes it to where we can't fulfill what I'm hoping. Right. In that regard. So I think you can bring it up, but you do bring it up in the impact. And then how do you address the desire different timing? Mm-hmm. Um, some of that just becomes, okay, is it a season of life you're in? Okay. Because. Okay. I'm speculating here, but if he's got a lot of time on his hands, pun intended, um, 
What's he doing during the day? Okay. Is does he does he need to get up and head to work? Does he just work later? Is he doing? Is he student? I mean, there's a lot of unknown yeah. factors that can play into this. Um, but sometimes life changes help bring us to a little more aligning as far as a little closer. Yeah, sometimes. Um, I mean, we would be representative of this in the sense that. Early in our marriage, I was the night owl as far as just bedtime routine. I was late, want to stay up late, sleep late. Mm-hmm. Now we're both back in bed, 930s late. Yeah. <laughs> for, for us. Yeah. Give because, me a pillow. Because we're up 6, 630 mm-hmm. pretty regularly now. Some thanks to a puppy, but... Yeah, I'm five, yeah, 5.30. But it's also work and, like and busy season and just different things going on. So it's just... Some of those change, but that doesn't always, always translate to, hey, just just tough it out. It'll all get better, because that's not what I'm saying. But it, it's just kind of realize, okay, the dynamic that you that you have going on, what's your part of it? So she prefers the evening. What is it about the evening that gets her going, that makes her really revved, and that means more to her? Mm-hmm. Is it a bodily thing? Is it a rhythm thing? Is it just a decision thing? Mm-hmm. Can there be some tweaks and adjusting to maybe align a little bit on your side? Because sometimes you can make a move towards your partner and it doesn't mean it's quid pro quo and they will respond in kind and then adjust. Okay, now it's your turn. We'll wait. We'll do evening this time. But it does mean you're getting closer to what you're wanting, which is what your job and and route is because that's what you can control is what's in your realm Mm -hmm. to help create optimum opportunity for what you want. Your partner may or may not be on board, but how do you get out of your own way to at least have a clearer picture of here's how the partner keeps blocking it. Here's how the partner isn't in line. Here's Then you can address each of those as they come up and see what kind of solutions start to happen. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when we can do this with impact statements, as far as I'm just addressing the impact of, of this on me, I think we can find solutions that maybe we weren't quite aware of before. So another message, and this one actually came in via direct message on Instagram. Okay. It says, love your page, and I wanted to come and thank you for all that you do. I'm actually not married, but I'm learning so much about what sex has the potential to look like and how to navigate for my future relationship, and it's all wonderful. I wanted to ask a question. Do you ever get people yelling at you in your direct messages about how you shouldn't talk about that sort of stuff publicly and that sex is ungodly and stuff like that? What advice do you have for people who grew up in an environment where sex was basically taboo and something to be ashamed about and who got shut down if they had questions about it? What can married couples do to overcome that? Well, she's speaking exactly into why Sexy Marriage Radio exists. Right. (laughs) Because to a lesser, well, to varying degrees, this was our journeys. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah. Right. Of yeah. of being raised in the church that was fairly dogmatic and rigid. And on this topic, there was very little spoken, if at all. We had a little mm-hmm. exception. I did. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. you were in the youth group at yeah, this point, too. Yeah, in the too. youth group. When but that the one Sunday with the conversations about Yeah, where we had actually people sexuality. come in and... There was a couple of Sundays that I remember. Of, okay. It was a sex and sexuality weeks where 
guys were off by themselves with with a, mm-hmm. a guy once and then a girl once and then reverse and it was just talking about healthy sexuality. Yeah. And that so, was fabulous. I know our kids have had that where they are right now too. Right. So that's been a positive thing that we like. Right. But this is one of those things that part of the reason we started the show uh, almost a decade ago was because there's not enough healthy leaning morally in line with a Christian ethic conversation starters mm-hmm. <laughs> and information about what's going on mm-hmm. in people's lives. Because when you get married, if you were raised like we were, where the message was largely, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Oh, you got married. You said, I do. Have fun. Yeah. And go have a great time. There's all kinds of anxiety surrounding that. There's all kinds of issues that come from that, that you got to grow through. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do to overcome it? One, you recognize that nothing makes you prepared for marriage but marriage. Mm-hmm. Nothing pre- makes you prepared for married sex but married sex. Mm-hmm. Because this is different in the regards of sex with the same person over the course of an extended period of time is a different beast, if you will. Mm-hmm. Because there's only so many things you can do. It's all about the meanings and who you're doing those things with. And as you both change and evolve and life hits, it's just not as sexy as it's portrayed all the time. Not all the time. But I think it gets to a depth of profoundness Yes, that you just don't even fathom until you're in it. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's just the relationship as a whole, right? True. It's, it's, not, it's not just the sexual act. It's, it's all of the things that, that come with that relationship and the deepness of being there. Yeah together of overcoming life's obstacles together. Um, and that just creates that even deeper connection. Right. So to yeah. answer her question of, do we get people yelling at us that we shouldn't talk about this stuff occasionally? Not very often. Yeah. Though. It's not very often. Uh, most people that find us, uh, in, in, will reach out in email or call in. Um, it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> To, to finally find something that's like, ah, oh, this is good. I like this. This is actually, I don't, I don't feel icky listening to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there are some times where we'll cover a topic that it ruffles feathers, obviously, yeah, uh, because it's we don't take a moral stance, uh, and that's one of the things I think a lot of people are looking for is tell me if this is right or wrong, because I can use it either. Uh, as ammo to why I don't want to do something <laughs> or ammo for why I want to do something. Right. And, you know, just rather than, no, it's free will. Yeah. You, you choose. Um, uh, there are people that yell at us because we're not quoting scripture. Um, yes. Okay. And and the interesting thing that now that we're uh, being more dedicated with our time in the, in the message on the other platforms, mainly Instagram is where we've been spending a lot of conversation time is um, there have been some of the different posts that have run where there's been a comment that's like, this is very childish son. That was actually a direct quote of a comment, which is like, really? Okay. Okay. Thanks for sharing. I'm good. You know, and then I'll get a couple of, I've, I've had a couple of messages come in just, I can't believe you're covering this or I can't believe you think this or, and I take any time you are dealing with a subject that is typically 
hidden as in our sex lives, as yeah. in our fetishes, as in our fantasies, as in all of the intimate things of our life. Anytime you share that with somebody else, if they react in a knee-jerk or quick reaction that's negative, mm-hmm. that says more about them than it does you, mm. obviously. This is not a shocking statement. Right. But that's, I tend to, because of what I've, how I think just the, the challenge of doing what I do for a living and the blessing of having uh, good colleagues, mm-hmm. good training, and a good spouse, um, a lot of times if it's something that um, hits deep on something we share or we believe, I can have a quick kind of, oh, it really ruffles my feathers. But now it's a whole lot faster. I'm just, I hurt for them. Right. Right. I, right. Because it's coming from pain a lot of times. It's coming yeah. from a lack of freedom mm-hmm. a lot of times. The only time that uh, we've e- I've ever had, uh, just as true confessionals, I guess, about our time behind the microphone here right. on Sexy Marriage Radio, right. <laughs> is uh, the only time I've ever had any kind of, okay, I'm going to write an email and reply to this, or I'm going to... Mm-hmm. I'm going to not necessarily tack back, but I'm going to address this mm-hmm. is anytime they've criticized you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like, no, wait, hold right. on. That's my wife, right? right? Rather than realizing it's also just we're on the air and that's a different, it, we open yeah. ourselves up it's all good. It's to all things. Good. But it's just initially that was a big, I'm going to go through the microphone and take care of this. Most no. of the time, it's like, come after me. I'm okay. We don't have to agree. Right. We don't all have to do the same. I mean, we're all, we're all just trying to be better is the whole ultimate goal. So, yeah. um, but how do you get over this if you were raised in, in this? Um, you challenge your belief structure. You challenge yeah. where does it come from? Yeah. You ask pointed questions because one of the most uh, fun comments I have with people on Instagram, it's, it's, ta- it's waning off some was when we would take a stance, this was mainly on the Christians Who Curse Sometimes uh, platform when I was over there, which we are every other week still, mm-hmm. um, was the re- responses I would get via those dialogues would be, um, I need scriptural backing on this. Mm-hmm. And I will reply back, I need scriptural backing on why you believe it and think that you need, scri- I, I need scriptural backing to have the right. stance I have. Right. Because it's not in there. Right, right. And it's just such a disservice to just do blanket things because that's what creates this oppressive kind of feeling on mm-hmm. the different aspects of our life when we've got a lot of more freedom than we think. Yeah. And it maybe have been taught or led to believe. And so challenge those structures of what are my values? What are the belief messages? And you can actually write them out. What are the scripts? Mm-hmm. When it comes to my sex life, when it comes to my sexuality, just write it out. What does it believe? What do I believe on this? And then go through each one. Do I still believe this? Where did this come from? Where's this message? And you can do a lot of that and really kind of unwind some of these knots that have gotten in your way and then realize it's never completely unraveled because we all have a conscience Mm -hmm. and we all have points where it's like, yeah, I didn't think you'd want to do that. That made me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That was... That's a little too much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where you are at this at your growth stage at this point. Congratulations. You'll get it. You'll be introduced to another one later. Yeah. So unravel that one. Solidify what you really believe. And then shout it from the mountaintops if you like what's going on. <laughs> because we love it. That's why we keep doing the show. Yeah. 
So as is our way lately with uh, the extended content, this is coming from an email. And if you are the emailer uh, and you're not a member of the Academy, uh, watch your inbox. I'll send you a link. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in this, you're going to want to go to smrnation.com forward slash smracademy to join to hear our answer. But here's this question. So I've listened to Sexy Marriage Radio off and on for a few years, and we frequently address topics related to questions that I share that are shared with listeners, and the show is so helpful. So here's the catch. My wife and I have been married 18 years, and believe it or not, we have some communication issues. Just kidding. I know every couple has communication challenges. To be more specific, the topic of sex is a conversation topic that's basically off limits. We dated for five years before marriage, and talking about sex then has always been a so- since then has always been a source of tension. As time has gone and sex continues to be something we don't talk about, probably less and less over the years, I'd say these days we don't talk about it at all. We even went to a marriage counseling for two years, and the word sex was not mentioned a single time in any session. I'm afraid to bring it up because I knew it would upset her. I also think it would backfire if I suggested listening to your show as an icebreaker. I'm the pursuer of most conversations in our relationship, regardless of topic. I'm a high extrovert, and she's a high introvert. I admit it. I do most of the talking when we have a discussion. I know you already know that I'm the high desire, and she's the low. Our sex life overall is satisfactory. I wish her desire was higher, but we manage it for the most part. I think talking more about sex could improve our sex life. Usually sex is good for me and seemingly good for her. I use the word seemingly because I really don't know. We never really talk during sex, and if we do, it ruins it for her. We never talk about sex right after sex because she doesn't want to. She'll say thank you after a good encounter, nothing else. She does not flirt with me outside of the bedroom or talk dirty and is annoyed if I flirt or talk dirty with her. Dirty meaning something as PG as whispering, you look so sexy, or you turn me on when you do that. It's true. We don't talk about sex, and when we do, it's a cycle. I pursue the topic, she's annoyed, I get upset, and it turns out negative. I have essentially quit talking about it, period. So in episode 517, we talked about the sex script with the guest, and I honestly don't think I could ever ask her, what do you think about the last time we had sex? I don't think it would go well, and it would shut down immediately. In episode 516, you answered a question about getting over the awkwardness, and you said, you don't get over it, you go through it. I don't think we're going through it either. When I listen to your show, I very frequently hear a theme in your suggestions, and this theme is, one way or another, almost always talk about sex more. For example, if it's wedding night anxiety, talk about it beforehand. If it's anxiety with or difficulty with orgasm, talk about it. If it's knowing your partner's fantasy, talk about, talk about it. it. In my 23 years with my wife, the one thing I've learned is, do not talk about it. All that is to ask, what can I do if talking about it negatively impacts our sex life? The lack of ability to talk about sex has caused me to question my size or how long I last. I feel unattractive. Self-confidence goes down. I'm afraid to be vulnerable and goes on and on. So I always push my need to talk about sex under the rug to maintain the satisfactory sex life that we already have. And then he's got some specific questions, and those are where we're going to head in the extended content. Well, as we wrap up today, Pam... um, it's not a whole lot of times where we spend uh, in a big segment in the like we did in the extended content where we actually kind of go back in the archives of our journey, yeah, <laughs> and share share some of the things that kind of gone on in our life. That uh, that one hit home. It it absolutely does. There's a lot of overlap, mm-hmm. um, which is such a fascinating thing about marriage and sex that 
man, we're not alone in what we face. Mm-mm. There's nothing new under the sun. Someone has to take the lead. I'm just saying on that one. I guess yeah. I should have brought that up in the middle of it, but seriously, it was you leading from integrity that brought the transformation. So maybe that's some hope to the fella. Yeah, maybe so. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. If we left something undone or you're curious about what Pam just dropped there at the end, go check out the extended content if you missed it. Um, But whatever you are, wherever you are, whatever you've been doing to take some time out of your day and week to spend it with us, we say thank you again. And we hope to see you again next time.